In this time when all of our normal methods of building the kingdom have been significantly altered, we need to regain our sense of try, our ability to start and follow through on the things God is asking us to do. Are you ready to try with me? Blind, but now 
Good morning, Blue Water. During this stormy week, we are filming our service and I'm really excited about today. Um, one of my heroes, and I know she cringes when I say that, but um, Mindy is gonna be preaching today and she is someone who lives out courage and bravery uh, in the midst of like danger and steadfastness. And when she shares, she's someone who 
like walks what she talks, it, it matches. And so she's someone I really want to lean into and listen to. Um, and we're really fortunate to have her share today about a topic that she has literally lived out. So, trying, trifulness. So in that vein, let us pray. God, we thank you for today. We pause for a minute and we ask that you would like just get our hearts ready. Till up soil, open our spirits, open our spiritual eyes in the places that we hunger, the places that we thirst, the places that we're grieving. There's been tragedy and loss in the places where we are feeling courage to try things. Would you stir us up, God? And just get, put seeds in there that we need today. Every single one who's listening, Lord, we need seeds from you. Would you plant seeds in us uh, that, that are flavors of your kingdom and flavors of your presence in and through what we're going through? And we, um, we just love you, God, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. where Paul, um, he's writing to one of the churches and he says uh, that, he says, I love you, I love you so much and that we delighted in not just sharing the gospel with you, but sharing our lives. And I think, um, you know, we're, I was just thinking about tonight about talking about small group. I think the power of our group has been just really sharing our life, you know, along with, with the gospel and encouraging each other in the gospel. And even when like we're tired and we're, you know, feeling white and small group doesn't sound good. I feel like every week without fail, as soon as everyone pops up, it's like we're just reminded like you guys are a family and it's just a delight to live life with, with each of them. Once um, vulnerability is in the air, it kind of breeds more honesty and vulnerability. Which, which I feel like has been a little difficult to hold on to um, in the Zoom era. <laughs> like when we're, not, when we're not eating a meal together and seated comfortably in the same room. Uh, but we're really trying to hold on to that. I think Ben, ben Fowler kind of set the tone for this in the beginning was um, just prioritizing encouragement every, yeah. every single time that we meet. And I don't think we've really let go of that. And yeah. um, I think a big thing that we learned from him was like being generous with your with your words, being generous with encouragement, not not being stingy and not being like awkward about it. It's a good challenge to stay creative. Like we tried to, we did our um, every Christmas we always do a big white elephant Christmas party. So we did that virtually this year, and Sean and I. <laughs> had the presents here and people pointed to the ones and we like opened them for them. So it's not the same, but we're, we're trying to still have fun with each other. I have hope for that, that God would renew our, our vision for what we believe or how to, how to anchor that and strengthen that. And then um, renew our, our vision for what we're supposed to be doing with the great commission and, um, yeah, just what that looks like for us. As a group, I feel like there's been a, um, a surge of hope, just kind of a realization like we're still here. And uh, 
I feel like there's been a collective like um, kind of commitment to okay, we're still here. Let's let's really do whatever it is that God wants us to do in this season. And I think a lot of last year was let's get through this. And now um, for 2021, I, we've heard a lot of like let's do this really well. Let's like let's complete whatever this weird mission is that um, that we're on. If you'd like to know more about this or any of our other Ohana groups, check out our website at www.bluewettermission.org and click on the Get Connected tab. Any of our Ohana group leaders would love to talk to you. Good morning. Happy Super Bowl Sunday. Um, let's, I'm, my name is Kwok and I'm here to tell you about some of the cool things that are happening this February. So first thing on um, February 14, which is Valentine's Day, the youth, which is junior high and high school, are having a game night. And they're going to have it at the Youth with a Mission or YWAM base in Manoa. And so if you're interested in having you, your teenagers attend, um, please feel free to contact Connor Hendricks and the email's right there. Um, it's a great way for the youth to be very safe and social distance and having a lot of um, physical activities as well. And plus, parents, it gives you an opportunity if you have teenagers in the house, an opportunity for you to have a date night. One thing I'm also excited about is we're going to, on February 28th, we're having our, our next worship night and it's going to happen on sunday evenings and it's going to be amazing it's going to be an hour and a half of just worship and we're going to spend some time in doing that we may have some time in prayer we're going to have the prayer line there but it's going to be fantastic is there's nothing like gathering together so as usual just we'll follow our social distancing and covid protocols okay. if you if you want to come register on our website at blue water mission we've been around for over 10 years and within those 10 years or more there's been an international following for many of you guys don't know. So all over the world, people have been downloading and watching and listening to many of our messages and so forth and getting to know a lot of our teachings. Many of these folks have been asking of ways to provide financial support as Blue Water Mission has blessed them and in their own faith journey. Now we have an opportunity for you guys to participate in that, you international folks. We have now set up a PayPal account for you to give. So just simply go to our website, Go to the Give section, scroll down, and you'll see the PayPal link there. And if you have a PayPal account, feel free to give as the Lord leads you. Um, another way that we've been wanting to make it easy for people to give to the Lord through tithes and offerings is through a texting feature. So now we also have that as an option. So if you go to our, uh, our website, if you scroll down a little bit more past the PayPal, there's a, there's a number that you can text to. And so when you text to that number, it's gonna give you a link for you to set up your information, just as if you're setting up your credit card situation. So you go to there, it's a very secure site, it's the same site as we do our credit card. Once you set that up with a one time, you're set up for the, for the rest of the time on your phone. And you can give one time, you can give recurring, you can change all those features on that option. And then as always, we have our usual way of giving tithes and offerings through your credit card, through um, that as a recurring, or you can always send it in the mail to our church office. Okay, so let's now pray for our families. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that you are present, you are real, you are powerful. Thank you, Lord, that you are um, desiring, Lord, to come into each of our homes, into our families, into our hearts, to just instill your faith, hope, and love in us. Lord, we need that, Lord. We need that desperately. God, make us, Lord, just strong in our families. I pray, Father, for the children, 
or that you'll raise them up, that anything that has been a bad residue during this situations um, and during this season, God, you will just wash that clean. God, I pray that during this time that the families will go even stronger in powerful ways. I pray, Father, for news, powerful stories. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Hi everyone, my name is Mindy, and I think most people in the community know me as the person who spent eight years in Indonesia following Jesus and running a judo school and investing in building the kingdom. Uh, but some of you might also know me as just another person with a mask on in these Sunday videos. So a short story to give you kind of more of a picture of who I am. A few months ago, I was at the beach with Lila, who's one of our wonderful Sozo ministers, and she does homeless outreach, and she is Kwok's other half. And we uh, were there for a meeting. She had bought a brand new pop-up shelter, and we got it out of the bag, and it didn't have any instructions. And so I'm like, all right, let's do this. And we you know, started pulling things and popping joints into place, and we got halfway and figured it was inside out. And so we had to put it back and put it right side out again. And we were wrestling with this pop-up shelter for like 20 minutes, I'm sure, to the amusement of everyone else on the beach before we finally got it up and in place and just like dropped into it, just sweaty and exhausted and ready to start our conversation. And that's kind of who I am. Uh, that's the kind of person I am, the kind of person who's just ready to start doing it and figure it out along the way if needs be. That's not to say I don't love a good plan. I do. When I was a high school teacher, my, part of my favorite part of the job was lesson planning and figuring out how to teach the concepts on how to get the kids engaged. I love vision casting and dreaming and having goals to set to get there along the way. But I'm also very much the person where once I know what needs to be done, I'm going to get to work doing it. And around Blue Water, when this spirit of let's be doing it is partnered with faith in Jesus, we call it try. And try is one of our special vocabulary words that means something different around Blue Water than to the rest of the world. Uh, it doesn't just mean attempting to do something. Around here, try really means putting action to belief really following Jesus and showing you trust him by doing the things that he asks to do. And so it also carries this sense of risk and adventuring with God because a lot of the times the things Jesus asks us to do look very strange and backward to the world and they don't make sense and they might not even turn out the way that we think that they would. So for eight years, my big try was Indonesia. That's where I really put my beliefs into action. That's where I had to follow Jesus and trust in him every day because I left my job and my community and my country to go to a place where I didn't know the language, I didn't know the culture, I didn't know a single person. And more than 95% of the people around me didn't know Jesus the way I did. They were all Muslim. And so I have some amazing stories of try from those eight years, ways that I had to act out my faith, relationships that I intentionally built from being neighbors to friends to almost family, so many kids that I have just poured into and seen them grow in confidence and in hope for their future, not just because I taught them how to throw somebody, uh, but because they really know someone believes in them and believes that God has such big and good plans for their life. And then the pandemic hit. And I think just like 
everyone else. Uh, we all feel like we've been dropped in the middle of a jungle into this new world. And we have to try to figure out how to build the kingdom, how to do the things when our normal modes of try have been taken away from us. You know, for me, my normal modes of try in Indonesia included this intense, beautiful community of Muslims right outside my door. It included a, a judo school where I could pour my heart into kids at. It included a marketplace where I could meet new people and talk story. You know, international travel where I had to trust Jesus for finances and logistics. Maybe for you, the normal modes of try that you don't have anymore include going into work and having those crucial but casual conversations with coworkers that you don't get to have anymore. Maybe it's going out to coffee with a friend, having dinner, or inviting people over to your house. Um, I think for all of us, it's losing church. You know, not getting to meet together uh, in person, gather together in big groups, not even getting an Ohana group in person for most of us. Easy access to the rhythms of the community that not only give us the encouragement and empowerment to try, but also give us those opportunities to try and be in each other's lives. And I think a lot of people want to wait it out. You know, we're so overwhelmed or we're at a loss of what to do. And we think, well, when it gets back to normal and when it's easier, then I'll try again. But I also think that we've been in this season long enough that we all know we have to try right now. We have to put our faith into action right now because the waiting is killing not only our ability to act, but for some of us, it's really killing our ability to just know what we believe. So I wanna help you with that. Uh, so today we're gonna look at a familiar Jesus story and try to figure out again how to be trifle people. You know, not people to be trifled with, but people full of try, people who are trying and putting our faith into action. So our story comes from Mark chapter two, verses one through 12, and it's the story of uh, Jesus healing a paralytic. And it goes, a few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come home. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door, and he preached the word to them. Some men came, bringing to him a paralyzed man carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it and then lowered the mat the man was laying on. When Jesus saw their faith, and I'm going to stop there because around here we say that faith is spelled T-R-Y. Thank you. So this is saying when Jesus saw their try, when he saw the actions that they had done uh, on behalf of their paralyzed friends, picking it up, he said to the paralyzed man, son, your sins are forgiven. Now some teachers of the law were sitting there thinking to themselves, why does this fellow talk like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Immediately, Jesus knew in his spirit that this was what they were thinking in their hearts. And he said to them, why are you thinking these things? Which is easier, to say to this paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up, take your mat and walk. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the man, I tell you, get up, take your mat and go home. He got up, took his mat and walked out in full view of them all. 
This amazed everyone, and they praised God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. So this is a familiar story to a lot of us, and whenever I read it, I always love how Jesus addresses the man's spiritual condition before his physical condition, that he actually uh, only uh, heals his body as proof that he can forgive his sins. Uh, and it makes forgiveness feel so easy, right? The man uh, didn't even have the faith himself to, to be forgiven. It was the faith of his friends that Jesus saw that caused him to forgive this man's sins. But I really love where it talks about these friends that, that carry the paralyzed man and their try, right? So they carry this guy. We don't know how far. They get to the crowd and they can't get to Jesus. So they, they climb up on the roof with him and they dig through the roof and they lower him down. And it's their faith, their try that causes Jesus to not only uh, heal his body, but to forgive his sins. And then they also get to watch Jesus call out the thoughts of these religious experts uh, who are so offended at the thought that Jesus can forgive someone's sins. That's a really good try story. I imagine even now these guys are up in heaven recounting this, right, and telling it again and again because it's just such a beautiful way of putting our belief that Jesus is good and he wants to help into action. And I think there's a few things that we can pull out of it that can help us even in these crazy times. But before we do, I just want to acknowledge that there might be some people today who feel uh, more associated with the man who needs carrying, right? And if that's you, if you feel so paralyzed by the grief, uh, the pain, the loss, um, the fear because of this past year, because of the pandemic, or the politics, the racial injustice and people's reactions to it, the economics. If you're not sure what beliefs you should be putting into action, then please just stop the video and let us carry you to Jesus, right? Um, we have Ohana group leaders who would love to get you into the community and a part of what we're doing. We have a prayer line every Sunday at 10.30 for people to pray with you. We have a Sozo team where people are specifically trained in inner healing and dealing with some of those traumas that we all go through. And I just want to promise you on behalf of our community that we will carry you and we will fight through any crowd and we will dig through any structure we need to to get you in front of Jesus. And I feel like I can promise this because I've seen it from our community so many times before. But for the rest of us, right, I've talked to so many of my friends and fellow Blue Water people who still believe that we should be building the kingdom right now. You know, what we believe in is loving God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and loving everyone around us as ourself going out into all the world and preaching the good news, um, caring for the orphan and widow in distress as true religion, not seeking power in this world, but building up treasure in heaven, healing the sick, bringing freedom to the captives, being generous to the needy, welcoming the stranger, being peacemakers and justice bringers and people of grace and hope who know that God is good and he is for us, and Jesus is with us, and the Holy Spirit is in us. These dreams of the kingdom are alive in our hearts. But I think our souls are sad because we're not seeing them being acted out around us. 
either because of our isolation um, or because just the, the volume of the messages coming at us for the last year daily haven't included these stories of try. So what are some lessons we can get from these friends who brought their paralyzed buddy to Jesus um, that we can apply right now? I think the first is to show up. Show up shamelessly and show up on purpose. We don't get a lot of backstory on these guys um, and their relationship with the paralyzed man, but they were obviously a part of his life, right? Maybe they were helping take care of him or they were just in his community, but they knew him well and they were in his life to help him. You know, uh, we need to put ourselves in position to need Jesus, uh, to trust him on behalf of ourselves and others. And the enemy always wants to disqualify us from that, from even being in the position to be used by God. You know, we miss one small group. Uh, we miss one Sunday sermon. We let down a friend once. We take one step into sin <clears throat> and guilt starts creeping in and shame wants to claim us. And, you know, it's kind of the oldest story in the book that we take one bite of the forbidden fruit and we run away from God instead of towards him because... Um, those consequences hurt. And it's not a slow slide away from God. It's really a spiral downward where our guilt begets sin, begets guilt, begets sin. And the only way to cut that off is to trust in grace, right? Is to know that God went looking for us first before we did anything to correct our actions, before we did anything to ask for it, he came looking for us. Um, and he showed us that he's still willing to partner with us and to trust us um, in his plans. So we have to believe with our presence that God is so good. <clears throat> he wants to partner with us uh, even through our mistakes and that he will make something good come out of even the least amount of effort on our part. So we show up in people's lives who need Jesus. You know, right now, opportunities are all over the place for that. So many people need Jesus, uh, but it's also so much easier to ignore those opportunities, right? We all have our bubble now. And I would just encourage you that your bubble should include people who require faith of you, uh, who require you to put your beliefs into action with them and on their behalf. Maybe you're not sure how to help. You don't feel resourced. Uh, you don't feel like you have the time or what you need to help someone. Uh, but showing up is helping. Just being present allows God to work with you and to uh, just speak into the situation and you can let him unfold things from there. So show up to small group, even though you've had too much Zoom time already this week, you know, show up in a call to a friend or a text, uh, show up to someone hurting economically, whether they're homeless or jobless, show up to your neighbors, be present in their lives, and show up shamelessly without letting the mistakes of the past and even this past year where you might have felt you were unable to try hold you back from the good things Jesus wants to do in the present. And show up on purpose, right? Our purpose is always to build the kingdom, to do the things Jesus talks about doing with him. We all do that in different ways, but you can just listen to someone's problems and then pray with them, 
right? You're being, bringing that person to Jesus as you pray with them, as you hear their stresses and let them vent, yeah? You can bring practical material goods to someone who needs them. Uh, we have our discipleship questions that allow you to get into deep conversations with people really easily. Just don't show up and let, let things devolve into a situation that doesn't build up the kingdom, right? Be people who are bringing solutions, even if that solution is just prayer. Prayer is powerful. I shouldn't say just prayer. <laughs> prayer is such a big solution, right? Um, but don't just be complaining about our problems. You know, it says whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. These are the things we should be talking about with each other. Um, showing up for people on their behalf, not just for ourselves. So I showed up at judo practice in Indonesia very often with a purpose, right? I tried very often to give a message of grace or of hope to the kids there. One night I showed up with the express purpose of sharing this kind of message with them that, you know, they might miss a judo practice at some point and they can't let the guilt of that hold them back from showing up the next time. Um, the problem was that in the Indonesian language, the word for shame is malu, and you conjugate that by putting k on the front and n on the back, and you make kamaluan, which means shamefulness. But kamaluan is already its own word, which means private parts. And so I showed up to my judo kids to talk about their shamefulness, and I get this sea of terrified teenage Muslim faces looking at me. Um, and you know, I corrected myself, I caught my mistake, uh, and I moved on, and, and perhaps you know, the message caught their attention and stuck with them more because of it. Um, which kind of brings me to my second point, which is the art of uh-oh, right? <laughs> I call it uh-oh jitsu. Uh, so the, the art of dealing with the unexpected, of when things go wrong. You know, if you're really trying, if you're really putting your, your beliefs into action, things aren't going to go as you expect they would. Um, the plans you made might have wrenches thrown in them, they might have pianos thrown in them. Uh, in the story with, uh, from the Bible, I'm sure these friends didn't in the morning expect to be digging through a roof. You know, I'm sure that the friends didn't expect Jesus to forgive the man's sins before addressing his physical problems. But you'll notice that it isn't their actions or their thoughts that Jesus calls out and rebukes. It's the, action, it's the thoughts of the religious experts, the ones who expected Jesus to do a certain thing and were very offended when he didn't. When you let go of your expectations of what should be happening, you let Jesus do what he needs to do. So we have to trust Jesus in the midst of the try. After we show up, right, we have to trust Jesus uh, to do what he needs to do. The key is not to let disappointment or discouragement or feelings of, of grief or loss get in the way of the try as it's ongoing or trying again after it's done. It really helps to celebrate every try, especially the ones that don't turn out the way you thought they would. I had one boy once named Rio in my judo club and I brought him to a national level tournament and he broke his arm. He 
busted both the radius and ulna, required surgery. And it created this huge problem because you know, his family was super angry with me. It caused them to lose income because he was one of the few people working in his family. Uh, and I really questioned for a minute, like, am I actually doing good in these kids' lives? It, is it worth the risk? But I continued because I trusted that God would bring something positive out of what he had asked me to do. And so time went on, and, and Rio actually came back to practice, and I got a chance to take him to a second tournament, this time in Malaysia. He broke his arm a second time. <laughs> but in the midst of that, he also got a bronze medal uh, for an international judo tournament, which is something that can never be taken away from him and will help him in his future. And he's now a hero to all of our judo kids um, as this example of working through adversity and continuing to try even when things go wrong. You know, a lot of times things won't go how we expected them to and it doesn't mean that we've failed. Uh, I think the, the biggest lesson that I've learned through the years is that the only failure is not trying, right? I'm gonna say that again, the only failure is not trying. Anything else is a success and should be celebrated. Which brings me to my last point, which is just don't do it alone. <laughs> uh, trying together with others spurs us on. You know, if you're around other people who try, even if you don't have it in you to do something big yourself, someone else will come up with an idea and you can jump on board or you can just be an encouragement to them. You know, these guys carrying their friend, they probably didn't come up with this full-formed idea, each one on their own separately. You know, I imagine one person said, hey, there's this guy next, next town over named Jesus, and one other guy knew that he had healed people in the past. One other guy said, hey, hey I have a mat. You know, one other guy, you know, said, hey, there's nobody on the roof. Um, because they went together, they were able to go further, and they were less likely to give up when they saw the crowd, when things didn't go to plan. At the very least, please don't be the person who shuts down the try, right? Don't be the one who says, oh, it's too far to carry him, or Jesus is giving a teaching to this important people, we shouldn't interrupt him, or, you know, he, he's only being forgiven, he's not being healed, what good is that? Don't be that person, right? Be the person who says, I have a mat you can use. Be the person who says, look, there's no one on the roof. Be the person who speaks faith and sparks action and calls out the try that you see in others and celebrates it. The majority of my time in Indonesia, I was the only foreigner uh, in the city. And I was the only Jesus follower really trying to live with intention in my neighborhood. And God used that, right? He, he uses us when we try it alone. Uh, I definitely got closer to the people in my neighborhood than I would if I had had people around me. But I know the difference that it makes in my effectiveness and just my general well-being to have other people trying around me. When I had partners in try there, it was a different world, right? Not just people to hold me accountable, but people to agree that the crazy way we live our lives is making a difference, even if we don't see the results. You know, there's a reason why Jesus says, wherever two or more are gathered, I am there with them. So whenever people would ask me how they could support me, I always begged for stories of try, right? 
just let me know I'm not the only crazy one <laughs> putting my beliefs into action, trying to live up to these kingdom dreams that we all have. And right now we need to see that more. We need to hear it more. We need to call that out in each other. So share the testimonies you have, share what you're doing, share what you heard other people are doing because we're definitely not hearing it from the rest of the world. Uh, so God is working in the world and people are following through on the things Jesus tells us to do. Uh, it's just some practical steps, you know, Ohana Group is a great way to find people to partner with, people to travel with. But there's also so many different ministries we have as a church that are just ready for you to step into. You know, we have justice ministry, community houses, we have Sozo, Salty Crew, Youth Group, Cakey Ministry, we have worship, we have international uh, ministries, we have homeless outreach. You know, maybe you don't feel like you have it in you right now to devote a lot of time and effort to a ministry, but why don't you just try showing up with purpose, shamelessly, uh, and see what God does with that, right? You can find more information, of course, on our website. Um, and I'll just say, like, let's try together. We're all in this jungle, this new world, but we're not alone. So let's build the kingdom. Would you pray with me? Well, Father God, we thank you so much that you're in this life with us, um, that even as you call us to do these things, we do them only through your power and because of your grace and goodness. Uh, we ask, Lord, that you would empower each one of us, uh, not just to dream the dreams of the kingdom, Lord, but to put them into action, uh, to be the ones doing them, Lord. And I pray you would draw our attention to the stories out there of your kingdom being built even in these tough times, uh, that each person would feel encouraged knowing that they are not alone in trying. Lord, we bless each and every person out there today, um, no matter what state they're in, to be closer to you, to know that they're loved by you, and to know that they are able to try. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey there, Blue Water family. Thanks again for joining us for today's Sunday service. I don't take for granted our awesome community, and I'm so happy that we have so many voices of wisdom like Mindy to share really essential perspective. And I'm so grateful for it in her encouragement today, that truth that a large part of what we need to do is simply to show up, that we don't have to feel that we've got to carry the whole thing by ourselves, but that we have a community of friends. And I just encourage you to take that word to heart. I know I'm personally so grateful uh, to know that in this time, especially when so many of us feel our limitation, we feel that we're not enough, or we are not the people that we would like to be, or we don't have what we feel is necessary for the job. I'm so encouraged that the Lord is just saying, show up, come together and see what I'll do. And um, I just wanna encourage you, if you like me, need support in doing that. We maybe need someone to pray with us. Uh, or maybe you have another prayer need for some other area of your life. Please email julie at bluewatermission.org and someone from our prayer team would be happy to pray with you today. Let me just say a quick blessing prayer for us. Lord Jesus, I just thank you that you are not ashamed to be our God. You're not ashamed to be our big brother. 
to share our nature and to uh, give to us what we are lacking. Uh, Lord, I just pray for bravery this week uh, to be truth tellers, to be truthful about who we are and to not let that truth stop us from showing up where you're calling us. Lord, we thank you that you love us. I pray for all my uh, friends and community today that your love and your presence would come and be more powerful in our lives than we could even imagine, uh, than we've ever hoped for. How we need you, Lord, and we thank you that you are a good God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. All right, we love you, friends, and we're rooting for you. We'll see you soon.